All right. The America First Caucus. Good, bad, ugly. What what the fuck is it? Why, Why is it getting so much shade from everybody? As far as I can tell, this small group of actual Americans are simply calling out what it is. This American thing. Well, what is it? An idea? A people? For sure not. A tradition? Whose tradition? Well, it's been many things to many people since it was an idea. That idea was carefully tended to until the seedling of liberty started a fire in the minds of men. This fire spread and the tree of liberty took root. Then it was nurtured by the blood of patriots and tyrants until it could stand on its own. It's just a fact of history that these United States began as 13 separate British colonies. They all settled in their own ways, had distinct regional cultures, but they shared a common language and faith. They were all Christian, even though there was over a thousand different denominations, they all read the same book. They all practiced English common law, as it was the tradition from their homelands. Others that happened to be German, today at least Germany didn't exist back then, or another European pioneer, were all too happy to adopt the system and its brilliant simplicity. English common law is the law of common sense and the golden rule. The law is the result of a thousand years in England as the people, the Anglo-Saxon people, were at war with the Norman conquerors that eventually ruled what became the British Empire. For like 500 years, the royalty in England spoke French. All of Europe is essentially ruled over by a very small handful of families. My people, the Northern English, Scottish, Welsh, Irish, etc., didn't take kindly to serfdom. It started out with out-and-out thievery through the lords from the serfs, but the lords knew they could only if they taxed beyond about fifteen percent, they were they were asking for a revolt. That's right, the medieval serfs would raise up with their fucking sticks and pitchforks and revolt if taxed beyond about fifteen percent of their labor. If this doesn't make you feel like a cowardly, worthless free rider that doesn't deserve to carry the kilt of his ancestor, you are hopeless. This unruly tax base was a real pain in the ass for the lords. Lords themselves were expected to kick up way too much, and their own personal liberties were barely better than the serfs they managed. This agitation developed into many, many conflicts. Eventually, the first concrete contract between the crown and the management class was made law of the land, under threat of death, of course. The Magna Carta is that document. And on my site, there's a... a, uh, a link that'll take you to uh, the history and the text. After you read it, though, you will no doubt notice the parties to the contract are not exactly universal. It's a charter between the crown and the nobles. The important thing to realize is this. The people that have lived on this little couple of islands on the northwest tip of Europe are a bit peculiar. They don't accept much when it interferes with their traditions and legal customs. They have a very eye for an eye and live and let live philosophical approach to court. Capital crimes were different, and nobody wanted to be publicly tortured to death. The legal system pertaining to the business of serfs was one of common law. It's what we have come to know today as civil law. It used to be the only real law you would find yourself involved in. Injuring a person or property of another would be settled by making the other party whole. The crown courts dealt that dealt with capital punishment were separate. All disputes between individuals were decided in courts where juries ran the show. Penalties were directly related to the interests of the injured party. Monetary settlement was the norm. Anyway, the next several hundred years are followed by 
Next several hundred years were filled with many civil wars, foreign wars, and wars of conquest. My people drenched that island in enough blood that once they were rid of it, they blossomed into the U.S., Canada, Australia, partly South Africa, etc. Point being, we were a baby-making people, constantly trading them in for the next generation's betterment. So many lives lost simply for a chance at a better life for the grandkids. This was the motivation that drove war after war. It had nothing to do with church and everything to do with control. Later, when the English would come down hard on the Irish in their attempt at obvious genocide, it was power and not pulpit that inspired the war. So the Anglo-Saxon tradition that eventually led from the Magna Carta to the English Bill of Rights in the infamously unwritten Constitution of England are the fruits of the tree so generously watered with the blood of my ancestors. When the thirteen colonies had finally had it, with being governed by a tone-deaf and out-of-touch parliament and king, tradition was their guide. They knew how to effect change and set about to use the legal system they were educated in. When legal remedies proved inadequate, they had to fall back on their roots for more guidance. Knowing full well the extreme consequences for failure, they rose to the occasion of their time. History knocked, and they answered. After an arduous struggle and difficult rebuilding of the colonies was underway, a government was formed. This was a federation with common cause against England, and it was to govern their relationship going forward as well. The Articles of Confederation were sufficient for a pact among individual sovereigns, but failed to abolish the sovereignty of the 13 separate nations. The people of the states were very much citizens of their state. The very fact that we have states determines the government we could have been given. State meant sovereign, no different than the crown. Indeed, the crown made individual peace treaties with each sovereign state. A confederation of equal sovereign states was the initial government. It was fought out through the Federalist and Anti-Federalist papers. After the people were given every guarantee of the limits that this document put on the government, did they ratify. Total ratification took a long time, and several states were holding out for fear of trading in the power they held for the power they were promised. Rhode Island was the last state to ratify, like three years after Delaware. <clears throat> This was the time of political stump speeches, an explosion in newspapers and pamphlets, the book, com the pamphlet Common Sense by Thomas Paine, the absolutely moving speech by Patrick Henry in Give Me Liberty or Death. I'm jumping around in time, but we're talking about the same era here. It was amazing. Americans had a higher literacy rate than they do today. They were engaged in everything that a community takes care of. Churches, men's clubs, women's clubs, the first public libraries, all right at this time. Nothing was public, so to speak. If it was getting done, it was done by private people working for private contracts. In this atmosphere of enlightenment thinking, a generally hardier stock of people, and a tradition that values liberty over life itself, the stars aligned and something that had never really been seen before or since began. An experiment in self-government. The logical end to the statement that all men are created equal before God is that sovereignty lies with the people. The government, in theory, enjoys the consent and guidance of the people. Protecting trade, life, and property is the only purpose for the government at all. Do you feel like the government is protecting your property by taking their share from your paychecks? Are they protecting trade or hindering it? 
What does a free person require in order to accept work on a person's home with satisfactory terms already decided by the two parties? License, permits, bonds, insurance, sexual harassment training, OSHA safety meetings, payroll taxes, workers' comp, on and fucking on. It's unbelievable how much money we have to waste in order to get the things we need. In California, you will be cited for letting your kids sell lemonade on the sidewalk. The Mexican citizen that's selling strawberries on every fucking corner, they don't even have to worry. They can use banned leaf blowers to clean the fucking yards of cash customers without so much as a goddamn question. I love it or leave it. This is the culture of America. It's the history of its founding stock and the forming of those people into a country of their own. They didn't make any agreements with the world about who gets to be American. Americans chose who, get, who got to be a citizen of the greatest country formed by men. In fact, they were able to be very particular about the people who lived here and what those people would be expected to do. Europeans of good character. These were the people America was built for. I would give anything for a return to the Constitution, even though it is flawed and never should have replaced the Articles of Confederation. If the elite wanted access to every state's militia for rebellions, I think the people would have said no. So it was sold as a republic in which the people retained sovereignty. It's a written and evergreen document of the utmost elegance and simplicity. It gives the basic outline on one large single page what has become a $7 trillion a year abomination and a threat to mankind. The Constitution is a living document in that there are mechanisms for changing it. Amendments have been made up until midway last century. The law we call federal law today has no relationship with the Constitution. It's a disgusting patchwork of short-time vote buyers trading voters' modern-day wampum for actual labor, control, and military freedom to bomb whoever for whatever. I'm an anarchist. I don't believe in the superstition of government. I believe in people and people are interested in what's good for each person. Putting people over one another was not part of the deal. Equality before the law is the supreme law of this land. Standing armies were warned against and have proven to be America's death knell. The empire will and must die. Only question is, who dismantles it? It will be dismantled. Better us than a coalition of nations looking to do to us what the world did to Germany. I'm for taking back as much power as we can. While being philosophically opposed to any government, I'm a realist too. I don't expect anarchy to be achieved in my lifetime. I'm much more worried about civil war, real or contrived conflict with China, and the naked tyranny at home. I just want to push back, and there's any number of places to do so. The degree in which the past has been demonized and polluted is unbelievable. It has been done so with purpose so that it turns people off from even wanting to know about it. If you're only taught America began with the first white slaver and his boat of Africans, you might be discouraged from really looking into it. The fact that the most common name used to be John Smith also wasn't an accident. It was the result of a very strict immigration policy heavily weighted towards Europeans. Until 1965, the country was a melting pot. Even if you weren't English, being European gave you a shared history. These people have been neighbors since long before Rome 
or Greece. The Celtic tribes ruled Europe and are obviously bound commonly through art and culture. Here's some quotes from uh, the America First Caucus. The America First Caucus exists to promote congressional policies that are to the long-term benefit of the American nation. The North Star of any policy proposal will be that which serves the American people, and any consequential analysis of policy platforms must be based on this first principle. America was founded on the basis of individual and state sovereignty to ensure that no free American would be lorded over by a monarch ever again. Unfortunately, bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., and the elites who control them have risen to form a new oligarchy, one that is far more decadent, corrosive, and hostile to the will of the people than the founders could have ever dreamed of. This is why sovereignty is of paramount importance to the AFC. We will work to divest power from the federal government and give it back to the states and the people to restore the balance of federalism. We believe in and will fight for the principles of federalism and decentralization of political power. The government closest to the people is the best equipped to handle their concerns. At the federal level, this means exposing deep state actors, shrinking the regulatory state, and eliminating thousands of regulations and indeed entire bureaucracies. As such, America's legal immigration system should be curtailed to those that can contribute not only economically, but have demonstrated respect for this nation's culture and rule of law. America's borders must be defended, and illegal immigration must be stopped without exception. A measure of a country's greatness is the value recognized in being a citizen. As such, we cannot tarnish this important designation by rewarding those who failed to follow our laws at the expense of those who have, which is why amnesty must be rejected in all forms. Additionally, we must abolish unnaturalized birthright citizenship, which actively encourages hostile interests to undermine the legitimacy of democratic self-governance by engaging in subversive birth tourism, birth tourism and chain migration. Lastly, federally imposed refugee settlement programs should be rejected due both to disruption to small communities and the corruption rampant within these programs. American tax dollars should not go toward teaching gender studies in Pakistan or supporting ideologically subversive non-governmental organizations, NGOs. Taxpayer money should be spent at home, allowing individual Americans to make charitable contributions around those around the world in need. The America First Caucus believes that the American people are the most kind and charitable people in the world, and they would be far better at allocating their own money than having corrupt beer cats play around with it. Unquote. There's a there's a link to their uh their their, their all that you know their platform on my website. Above is obviously where I got the seven page document. Not exactly the COVID bill. Slavery is like really cool to be branded with and known for for like ever. I just don't think it's really fair or consistent with actual historical fact. I would prefer to be seen as an ancient people who have existed on this earth for God knows how long. As a fairly small locale on this big world, the people to come from my island, Albion, are a special people to me and to the world. What's the international language of business? It's English. Who, after spending the people's money to buy the freedom of all the slaves in England, then set about to rid its trade from the Atlantic at large. England. 
who brought the rule of law, Christianity, and literacy to so many people. The English. All good stuff I would be part of today. Hell no. But don't be fucking stupid. You know. On the whole, dating back to the last real Celtic victory of Boudicca against Rome when she razed London to the ground and delivered her people one last honorable victory before Rome would be back decades later and there to stay. The important work carried on by monks to preserve the Greek and Roman writings, the conversion of Rome into a Christian empire unifying Europe under a common god, the invasion in several hundred years of occupation of Spain and Italy by the African Moors that were repelled by a coalition led by the, the English. Um, the Muslim slavers that would steal Europeans and especially women for sex slavery. Europe has been the center of the world, been at the center of the world. It has safeguarded civilization from the Mongols, Muslims, and all other attacks by force. Communism, however, has polluted our body politic like no outside force could. A great man remarked that if America were to fall, it would be enemies from within rather than without. This was obviously a genius and a man who understood America and the dangers of such an open society. It's assumed he still understood the defects of freedom far outweigh any gains from tyranny. When it comes to buying into being an American, I think it's worth the ride. We have a rich history that we allow and even encourage, when it's authentic, the so-called new guy to adopt our traditions as, as if it was his own. Why else would you want to live anywhere? To suck as much wealth out of the economy by undercutting natives to build homes in the country you are a citizen of? Is this what U.S. citizenship has become? Are we the world's whores with no standards and no pride? We can't be choosy in the slightest if it means adding to our country instead of debasing it. We have no right to free association at all. The country wants borders, but I don't think that's what they mean. Borders wouldn't be too much of an issue if the health care was cash only. Schools that require bilingual teachers were private and not available to public schools. All forms of any financial aid have to be tied to a social security number with a corresponding identification card. No license of any kind should ever be awarded to a foreign national who is here by way of running through a desert or a coyote experience. Promoting these human trafficking and exploitation second-rate citizens is cruel and must stop. I'm all for as many so-called representatives adopting a policy that puts the taxpayers first. Why this would be in any way controversial, I have no idea. We are in serious trouble. And the more people talking about putting Americans first, the better. And that's the deal. I'm really, I, I, I don't support any, any, any political party. And I believe the American First Caucus is a part of the Republican Party. I'm, I'm a libertarian. I'm an anarchist. I don't vote. But um, right now, I mean, the Republicans seem at least sane. The Democrats are insane. And so... If you're interested in at least buying us some time, I would consider the America First Caucus. They seem to have the right idea. Um, if those ideas don't seem right to you, I don't know what the fuck you're here for. Free shit? You know, the fact is we have a deep and rich history. And we do share it out. And we offer it to, to anybody that wants to be a part of it. Um, 
the re I don't if you want to come and hate it, hate on it, hate the people for, you know that started it. And, and, and not only that, you're going to steal from us to boot, you know, fuck off. And the representatives that are just hounding us citizens for every fucking dime they can shake out of us. Meanwhile, just giving away the country to foreign nationals. This is fucking treason, right? I mean, I in a perfect world, I wouldn't believe in borders. You know, they're just imaginary lines and... And people should be free to move wherever the fuck they want. But this ain't a perfect world. This is so fucking insane. We have to stop the immigration because it's not about helping poor people. You can't help poor people by letting them into America. Fucking four billion poor people on the planet. Four billion people making two dollars or less a day. You want to bring... They can all just fit in Texas, right? Obviously, no. This is about replacing you, Americans, that is the founding stock of America, with anybody else. Fucking anybody else. And the more disconnected they are from each other, the better. Because it's about fucking dominating you. They have whooped you like a fucking puppy. And now they... They're ready to. They're ready to uh, to reap the rewards. Their 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 goal is in sight, people. It's up to us how this ends. Um. Yeah, it has to end. Take care.